Welcome in to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Very special extra episode this week in celebration of what should be an international holiday. I feel like at this point, it pretty much is happy Goku Day to you and yours. I'm joined today by my friends who always celebrate Goku Day with me, if not on a Zoom call, at least in spirit, my friend Reese and Marcus. Boys, how you doing? Good, bro. How are you? Fucking celebrating Goku Day with you guys. It's great. What's up, Kyle? Hey, Marcus. Um, so Goku Day has been one of those things the last couple of years where we're like, yeah, it'd be a perfect day to make an announcement about something. Man, imagine if they made an announcement about a Dragon Ball Super anime coming back, and then they don't. We also have that in the wintertime. It's called Jump Festa. Usually happens the week between Christmas and New Year's. Every year for the last three years, Jump Festa and Goku Day have been heartbreaking for me, basically. But this year, a little bit different. We got news. We got a big announcement. You know what that announcement is? It's a movie. Fucking Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a movie. Um, so we're getting a Dragon Ball movie in the year 2022. Um, there was basically the cat was let out of the bag a few days early uh, because of a Toei licensing partner in Europe. They kind of updated their website a little bit too soon. And uh, there was a hint of an announcement coming on Goku Day, two days from then. Um, they were kind of like tipped off to the fact that there was some activity going on and like updating the site because they had a Dragon Ball Super um, logo at the top. But we've talked about this website at one point in the past on the show. When it went up, we basically just said, hey, they're putting up like a, a general Dragon Ball online hub, as many animes have done over the last five, 10 years. Dragon Ball doing one was no surprise, but they had a beta uh, part, like a word right next to their logo. That went away, and then everyone was like, oh, shit, something's happening. And sure enough, um, somebody saw something they shouldn't have. I'm pretty sure somebody at Toei in uh, you know their European licensing uh, department has lost their job this weekend, but their loss is our gain and it's in the sense of good news. Um, so we got the, you know, kind of spoiled, but then we woke up or woke up, maybe it was late last night. We actually had the word come down from on high from Akira Toriyama himself. So I figure what would make sense to read that translation first, kind of get everybody level set and excited on the same level. An all-new movie since Dragon Ball Super Broly is currently in the making. Just like the previous movie, I'm heavily leading the story and dialogue production for another amazing film. I really shouldn't talk too much about the plot yet, but be prepared for some extreme and entertaining bouts, which may feature an unexpected character. We'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of the visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride. So I hope everybody will look forward to the new movie. Sincerely, Akira Toriyama bot. So there's a couple of things that people have noticed and pulled out from, from these comments. I actually have another translation from Herms98 on Twitter, friend of the show. Um, but the main things people pulled out of these comments, one, an unexpected character, and then two, uh, unexplored territory in terms of visual aesthetics. 
I'll also tack on to the fact that that sentence ends uh, with to give the audience an amazing ride. Have you guys ever seen the visuals for the Broly 4D movie that came out in Japan like five or six years ago? Nope. No, I can't say that I have. So about it's a it's a 3D movie at some amusement park in Japan. This came out previous to the Broly movie. I want to say it's the first time. Oh, Leonard just popped in. I want to say it's the first time that we see like a Super Saiyan 4 Broly. I could be wrong. I haven't watched the footage in a minute, but it's pretty big in the fact that it was like a 3D movie. You ride along with it and all that. And it's a much different visual aesthetic from that of a cartoon. So um, different visual aesthetics coupled with the word ride definitely caught my eye. Let's let Leonard in the room and give him the proper introduction for Goku Day, which is just to yell, Goku Day, Goku Day, Goku Day. And he won't know what the fuck's going on. You guys in? Yeah. Yo, Leonard, what the fuck? Huh? Goku Day, 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 Yeah, you're getting hazed by Goku Day. Goku Day. If I say it enough times, it sounds like I'm saying a real Japanese word. And Leonard, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. It's a, it's a great day. It's a wonderful time to be alive, uh, except that we have to wait till 2022. So I'm probably going to find myself in a coma until 2022. So, uh, yeah, besides that, life's good. If I could take a nap for like a solid year, year and a half, whatever, I'm not, like, we don't have a firm date on when this is coming out, but I'd opt for that really long nap. Yeah. I'm with you. So I just read the Toriyama comments. I assume you've read them. I'm not going to read them again because it was a real labor of love for me to get through the first time. So um, I did want to point out real quick that Herms 98 had not, I don't want to say a different translation, but he definitely pointed out a couple of different things about Toriyama's comments that weren't made super clear through that thing that I just read you. Um, so from Herms 98 on Twitter, Twitter, Todd Blankenship, Toriyama's original Japanese message is slightly different compared to the English translation provided. He mentions a, quote, slightly unexpected character will play a major role and describes how the visuals are, quote, refreshed and have turned out, quote, amazing. So... I trust terms more than I trust whoever put out that general statement, whether that statement came from the official companies or it was just some fan translation. I honestly don't know. Um, Herms has never really steered us wrong though for him to say refreshed and uh, you know, the, 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 it comes out amazing. The visuals are refreshed and amazing. Isn't that kind of what they did in Dragon Ball Super Broly with the Shintani redesigns, uh, which did look amazing. It brought a much different visual aesthetic instead of those long, janky, crooked fucking lines. Not crooked, but straight fucking lines. Um, with the Shintani designs, it was much more rounded and fluid instead of the Yamamoro style. So it could just be something like that. I could just be really paranoid about a 3D movie. Uh, if it's or like a CGI movie, I, somebody mentioned to me on Twitter that Lupin the Third did a CGI movie in the last few years and it was actually really cool. I don't know if I would want to see that personally for Dragon Ball, but who knows? I could see it and love it. Um, 
Reese, I'll start with you, man. How would you feel? Would you be into a Dragon Ball 3D movie or what? Mm, no, it's like the way it is, man. I wouldn't want to like make it 3D or like plasticine men or anything like that. I reckon <laughs> they'll probably just do something like they do with Demon Slayer, man. I just have that real realistic background and then your yeah, anime characters on top of it, like we were talking about before. Yeah, and it's such a cheaper way to be able to do it too. Like if everything's CGI in the background, which uh, we said it before we hit record too, like Dragon Ball movies, especially historically speaking, have never shied away from trying to fuck around with some new, different sort of visual elements. I come the one that pops into my mind for old DBZ movies is um, the backgrounds for Fusion Reborn, the Janimba movie that special hell dimension they go to or whatever, like all those weird little bubbles and shit floating around that Janine is just fucking up the entire time. That was a pretty different look for a Dragon Ball movie back then. It didn't detract so much that it was like distracting, but it was noticeable. Um, They did it with Broly. They, you know, redid the entire designs, but there was even moments in Broly where like, they kind of did like a realist. Like a slowed down, like almost yeah. like a 3D kind of view on maybe not 3D is not the right word, more of like a I don't know, like a, a like a panning kind of camera around some of the action shots between the two fighters while they're fighting. Like not something commonly used in Dragon Ball, but it was cool to see. Marcus, how do you Definitely. feel, man? They they did a lot of that in the two previous movies, um Resurrection F and and uh Battle of the Gods, as well as um Super Broly. So we got we got a lot of that that real heavy CGI, um, you know, like almost a, a 3D animated uh, couple of camera shots and angles where the camera is panning through. I really specifically remember in in the trailer for Battle of Gods um, as they're the the cameras panning through like the mountains as Goku standing on top of the mountain, um, and then through Broly uh, we got a first person perspective. Um, for a part of it through Broly's eyes while he's bashing Vegeta's face in through the uh, block of ice. Um, we got we got a lot of that. And I particularly don't care for it. Uh, I think it, it becomes too busy on the screen. Um, it, it, you lose the visual representation of what you're trying to accomplish. It gives a little more life to the video. Um, they, they're not just in, in one place static like we had in the, in the anime where you, you've just got the spaghetti arms going, but <laughs> spaghetti whirlwind arm, no punchy. Yeah. That's an old uh, school fucking super dope for, for those original day one guys. <laughs> but it, 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 leads to, uh, uh, it leads to that a little more visceral feeling to the fight, but unfortunately it, it's just too busy on screen and you lose the ability to watch the animation itself of the characters and their movement and things of that nature. So what I, what I would like to see is, is for them to just really focus in on the hand-drawn animation you know, the, the style that they went with in Dragon Ball Super was so clean, uh, in Broly, Super Broly, was so clean. And and everything moved so well that I would like to see them do more of that, but just expand on it. I, I'm not sure if that's what they'll do, but that's what I want to see. So I agree with the whole, it's kind of distracting. Yeah, it gets busy. For me, it would just take me out of it. Like they would do those weird kind of shots. That point of view shot that Broly has in that movie, I totally forgot about it. But I remember it now that you said it for a minute. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Wasn't I just watching a fight happening? And now I'm watching the fight through some, like 
it just kind of takes you out of it as for like a second or two as you readjust to understand what perspective we're looking at or what exactly is happening and how you're supposed to take this in. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times too that it becomes so busy on screen that you can't follow the action at all. It reminds me a lot of those Transformers movies, the Michael Bay Transformers movies. There's a lot going on when when Optimus Prime goes from a truck, a semi-truck to actual robot form. It, it, every little piece on him is moving and, and transforming it in some way. But unfortunately, you can't focus in on any one particular piece because it's all moving all at once. Yeah. And, and I don't like you when, when it becomes too busy on screen. It's too hard to focus. That makes sense. Michael Bay can go fuck himself. That's right. I said it. I saw what you did to my boys. Um, actually, I didn't see those movies at all. I'm good. I hope I never see those movies. Megan Fox is good looking, huh? Anyway, you said something about the Shintani design. What makes me, um, I hope they continue that too. And I hope that for like a self, like the selfish reason of like, that's going to be a much easier animation style for them to keep up with. One big complaint about the Yamamuro character designs was like, it was very hard to find animators who could fit into that style without having to be heavily corrected on everything that they did. This Shintani style, it's more rounded. There's a lot more forgiveness in the shapes of characters and things like that. The shapes of muscles and faces and, you know, facial expressions are more important as opposed to like the, you know, getting Goku's friggin' three goddamn triceps, right. Or whatever. Um, it opens up the talent pool a little bit more for people who could come in and work on the show. And I guess, you know, by proxy, but by, by, by way of that would be able to let you hire more higher quality animators, hopefully, or a bigger pool of them. And you won't have as many production problems. And it's just a good, pro it's a good thing to have at the top because it just kind of continues to pay it on down the line. It just trickles on down to um, everything else in the production of it. But that would that's, again, for a weekly anime series. It would make zero sense for them to go backwards on the Shintani design to go back to MMRO at this time. But refreshed, I don't know what refreshed means. It can't look super different from the last movie. Um, Leonard, how do you feel, man? Would you like to see a 3D movie? Or, or what are your hopes in terms of the visuals for this one? Uh I would like to say that mainly I think what will happen is uh, we're probably going to get something more with space. Um, I feel like that's really what's going to happen. We're going to have something more with space within itself that maybe space is in the background and you have like, you know, all this battle happening, like maybe Frieza versus somebody or whoever. And uh, I, I feel like that we'll probably get something more into space because if you look at how Broly, Bro, the Broly movie changed their background scenes, like it went from an icy uh, place to a destructive volcano is about to explode, and like there's magma everywhere, to a point of where they're in this different realm of like space and time. Yeah. So for me, I feel like that they're they're more practicing these things so that they can get ready for like a quote unquote space battle. Where it's like, okay, now that we have all this, let's use what we learned from the Broly movie and all the other movies and put it into this, but let's make it more spacey. Well, you just kind of made me think of something. The current arc that we're going through in the manga, like, because there's so many different moving, moving pieces between Goku, Vegeta, Whis, Beerus, Granola, 
uh, freezes over here, the heat is. I would love to see a two-hour movie of how that would play out in its fucking climax, presumably. Or maybe it's just a you know an encapsulation of that arc as a whole. Um, I don't think it's going to be Granola. Some people thought maybe it'll be a moral movie. That hint of an unexpected character playing a major role um, maybe made people go on the road of which you know non-canon character from back in the day are they going to make canon now like they did to Broly. Um, what I do think is interesting is that Toriyama came out, um, I guess earlier today and actually made a, a little bit of a follow-up announcement with this thing. I don't know if it really counts as, um, an announcement so much as kind of like some clarifying statements around the previous statement. So, um, as reported by DBS Chronicles, and it's actually a screenshot from this Toei Animation website, Planning for the new film project was kicked off in 2018 before the release of Dragon Ball Super Broly with the goal of telling a large-scale story that would build on the enthusiastic response from the previous theatrical series and the current global fervor for Broly. Akira Toriyama himself has picked up his pen to deliver a fascinating story that fans desire. From this magnificent story composition to character design to the lines of the script, Toriyama has worked passionately with the greatest attention to detail and highest quality standards, creating a Dragon Ball movie unlike any other in its history and one that will surely be a blockbuster with fans. So before we hit record, we were talking about this. I said that they planned it before they planned Broly. Wrong. I was wrong. They started planning this movie before they released Broly. So Broly was already in the can. They were getting ready to roll it out to the movie theaters and distribute it. They'd already had the idea for the next movie in 2018. I'm sure that I read that tweet this morning and my first thought in my brain was, okay, so there's been a plan for the next Dragon Ball, whatever, going back to 2018. Now we know it has taken the shape of a movie. How many people are going to read that statement? And by people, I mean, um, prominent Dragon Ball YouTubers, how many people are going to read that statement and be like, yeah, man, I told you some shit was going on two years ago. I knew all about it. I knew that they were planning something else back then. And I tried to tell you, but you didn't believe me. How many people a are going to buy? And I don't even think this is a real question to you guys. This is just more like me talking out loud and trying to work through the frustration. That is that situation. How many people are going to believe that a prominent Dragon Ball YouTuber found out the secrets of Dragon Ball back then and the future of the series or the, you know, whether it's a week to week series or just, you know, a series of movies once every other year from now on, who the hell knows? Who's going to see that, hear that, remember that story and be like, oh, yeah, dude must have known. He's totally vindicated now. He, he was. How long has Dragon Ball been around? It's been around for over 30 years. Since 1984. There has been so few leaks that have come out about anything related to Dragon Ball from Japan, unless it is released by them. On purpose, exactly. They don't leak information. So 
why are we supposed to sit around and think that some random chucklehead on YouTube got a phone call from somebody in the, the media department and, and is getting a leak in a little bit of leaked info that he's going to put out to his hundreds of people on YouTube or thousands or whatever it is. It's like 600,000. We all know who we're talking about now, right? We all know. We don't have to yeah. say it, but it's fine. <laughs> That's not happening. Like They're just not leaking information. Forget it. It's just even, not how that works. Even if dude had somebody calling him up on the phone and being like, hey, I heard this. I just don't. I feel like it's much more likely that somebody is actively trying to fool him than it is that that person actually has some knowledge of the situation. That's just my own take. I don't know who these sources, quote unquote, are who blew the licensing agreement two and a half years ago and the anime was already in production and we could expect the anime back in March, if not March, then July, or excuse me, April, if not April, then July, so on and so forth. If you need to go back to those episodes of the Dragon Ball Super Dope catalog, I covered it in depth. Okay, Mr. Listener, you can go check it out. I just... I don't want that comment that I just read about how this movie has been being planned since 2018 to give somebody some kind of false sense of vindication. Um, that's all I'm going to say without revealing more. Like I sent you guys screenshots earlier today about it. Like you guys know the full extent of it. If you need to know the full extent of it, patreon.com slash dragon ball super baby, go check that shit out. Um, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. So, that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. Don't take this comment about how this movie has been being planned since 2018 as a confirmation. That's the other thing too, man. Like even if you did find out and it really was in production, do you really think a multi-billion dollar franchise is going to put shit on hold because some fucking YouTuber blew their secret? I don't oh, think no. I don't think that happens in the in the real world. It might happen in like internet conspiracy theory world, but like so does fucking QAnon and shit like that. So I, mm. uh, to be honest, I didn't know about <laughs> I, I didn't know about which YouTuber you're talking about, but I will say this. Go watch that, listen to that episode. I'm probably going to go listen to that episode. But <clears throat> to be fair, something that I thought was actually common knowledge was that when Broly was sort of being released or when they released that sort of trailer where everyone was thinking, oh, they're going to the original, the original yeah, version of the God. Like, yeah. I remember during that time that I think Bandai and Toei even announced that, yeah, there is going to be, a, there's going to be two movies, but we just didn't know when the second movie was coming out, obviously, because everyone was on the Broly train. So we we talked about that a little before you jumped on. There was confirmation of news. I forget exactly when, but it was probably in 2018 that they had registered like three domains, like Dragon Ball Super 2020, 2021, 2022, or something like that. And everyone just assumed that was confirmation of the fact that we were about to get three more movies or something. There might have been a more formal announcement i don't think that there was i think that was basically it back then we covered it so i think the ones you're looking for um dragon ball super dope christmas part two which was not released around christmas it was released around march or something because it was my own personal christmas for fucking cracking the code and dude i did some deep digging on that one like i contacted a lot of fucking yeah i contacted a lot of content creators that like Really wanted nothing to do with answering the questions that I were answering them. I caught them in a very awkward situation. So if you want to check it out, I'm not going to put a link in the show notes. You can go dig through the catalog. Good luck. Um, 
but yeah, I just wanted to make sure we talked about that. This is in no way vindication or confirmation that somebody was telling you a lie or, or not telling somebody was telling you the, the truth two years ago or almost three years ago now. Anybody can turn around and say, oh, Dragon Ball's coming back. You don't have to put a timeline on it. And then just because it comes back, you can't just go, yes, see, I told you I was right. It's like common knowledge. It's, it was going to come back in one way or another. It doesn't make you right or wrong. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to shut up about it because if I keep talking too much, it's going to get ugly. So um, moving on. Um, I think the two um, things that we can take away from that comment, though, is if it's planned, it, w- it was starting to be planned after Dragon Ball Super Broly, does that mean that it's like a part two of Broly? I don't think they've got the balls to do that. This is not the year 1994 anymore. Um, do we think that it could be something like, I guess generally like when would this take place in the timeline of, of the canon for Dragon Ball Super right now is, is kind of where my brain goes with that. Like if it's after the tournament of power, it's after Broly, presumably, what did we see before Broly? We saw the Tournament of Power, and the thing that they got me really excited about was the possibility of the Universe 7 Saiyans going over to Universe 6 and seeing Planet Sadala, you know, their version of what would be Planet Vegeta. Could that maybe be what they're building towards? Like, that would be like a large-scale, you know, multi-universal um, kind of adventure. Um what do you guys think could take place in terms, or where do you think it'll fall in terms of the storyline? Some people think it could be Moro. Some people think that, that they'll skip Moro and do Granola. Um, I guess, you know, what do you guys, what are you guys thinking for, for when this falls into the timeline? Uh, Marcus, I'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be, one of those scenarios where do we know if these movies are going to start fitting into the canon timeline? So they, so because yeah. the, the old Dragon Ball movies didn't necessarily, yeah, the old Dragon Ball movies didn't necessarily fit in, in the canon timeline. Yeah. And we know that now the, with the last two Dragon Ball Z movies, battle of gods, resurrection of F. Um, and then, uh, uh, the, the Broly movie being a super movie, we know that this is going to be a super movie as well. So does this fit into the same timeline with the events that played out in super? Now, if we, if we assume that it does, uh, then it's going to be after the tournament of power after uh, the Broly movie. So where did that leave us after the Broly movie? So they, they left Broly back on, on Vampa. He went back uh, with the dragon balls Goku visited, dropped off some supplies, said, I'd like to train with you again. Boom, done, we're out. But what, what my thoughts and it goes to is immediately back to the Tournament of Power. Um, one of the, the main plot threads that we had going through the Tournament of Power was that uh, we had multiple universes that were uh, too high of a level for them to compete in the tournament. And that we we didn't see any of them. They were referenced quite a bit, but we didn't see anything outside of their uh, angel and their gods of destruction. So are they setting up uh, a visit to some of those other universes, uh, looking at, at some of the uh, some of the stronger fighters of, of those planets and those universes? Or are we going to, like you said, 
go to the universe six route and go uh, see planet Sadala. So imagine this, this is my pitch for the new movie. It's going to piss everyone off instantly. Although I'm sure it'll appease half the fan base. Cause we're a bunch of fucking assholes and we can't get along ever. I'm already pissed. Yeah, you are. The next movie is universe seven is invited to a multi-universal tournament featuring the four fucking tournament or the four universes that were excluded from the tournament of power. And we get a movie version of the tournament of power, but with five universes and it's way stronger guys guy. And and that would allow for an unexpected character to take the lead or, or be a prominent player in the movie. Yamcha. Cause he dies and he gets a fucking universe disqualified. <laughs> no, he just, he was the whole time. Oh Just yeah. Lies down. <laughs> Can't hit what's already on the ground, baby. Um okay. So presumably then it'll be after Broly. I don't know. Like th- there's a possibility they could do the moral arc. But I, I just... find it really difficult to think that they will go into the Dragon Ball manga storylines. And and because I feel like they're going to want to save all of that for the actual anime going forward. They don't I don't think they want to do a movie and then rehash that through the anime again. It didn't work out very well for them the last time. It didn't, but time has been their friend with that because what they were able to do was basically retell the story in a longer version. It gave them some padding and some fluff up in the beginning. The first 30 episodes of Dragon Ball Super are basically the first two movies. Maybe that's a little bit long. Maybe it's closer to like the first 24 episodes, but the first 24 episodes of Super are basically the first two movies spread out some different plot points. Yeah, I think like one thing that I really like about how they did... um, Fukatsu no F in the anime as opposed to the movie was like Tagoma being taken over by Ginyu and all that. Like, I loved seeing that shit. I loved having that character back for a couple of episodes. Um, so little things like that it gave them a little bit more freedom, a little bit more ramp up time. But also, I, I mean, time in the sense that it's been away now for three years, 28 March 2018, right? So it's been away for three years now. We would be happy if they were like, yeah, we're going to do an anime again and we're going to start off with Broly. We'd all be fine with it. We'd fucking eat that shit up, even though we'd be like, oh man, I wish they'd just give us some some moral arc or whatever and get to the actual comic book. If they wanted to rehash this Broly movie into an anime and then if they wanted to do another movie after the Broly movie before Moro and wanted to rehash that shit too, we would still eat it up. They've got us by what they call the balls <laughs> and it hurts. It is true. It is true. They definitely did that. I think the only thing though, is that with the whole pandemic and everything, I think in, in a way for Toei and everything, like it is a good measure because they were, when they were making the actual like episodes and everything, the one biggest criticism that we kept hearing all the time was, oh, the art style. Oh, what happened? Why does Goku look weird? Why is why is Beerus rhyme style stancing? Whatever it may be. But, like, the thing now is just that they have the time. They They could have been, for all we know, they could be working on it this whole time. They could have been working on it besides the Broly movie this whole time, perfecting it making it fine and actually making it detailed enough where it's going to be a perfect adaptation, which like, like you said, Kyle, 
we're probably going to eat it up. But I think that even the people who hate that stuff will actually enjoy it more. Because it's a little bit more parsed out, a little bit yeah, more paced. Well, I mean, yeah. like people, I, myself included, like I was all about the Broly movie when I dropped. I'm like, this is probably the best. It, it probably is the best Dragon Ball movie they've ever made. Not my favorite because I've got the nostalgia glasses on, but like front to back, it's probably the best movie ever made by Dragon Ball. I remember I, when I, you heard it was when you heard it was Broly. God, you hated the idea of it. I still do. The whole episode of views. Well, at the very start when you're like, yeah, everybody, it's not going to be another fucking Broly movie. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I still hate the fucking idea that they redid that. That is some of the laziest, most fan servicey shit of all fucking time. And that's coming from a series that was already dubbed Dragon Ball fucking fan service. Like, this series has been, and that's why it's a lot of fun for pretty much everybody. If you've got some point of reference for Dragon Ball, you're going to recognize something from old Dragon Ball. And I, and that's fine and that's fun, but like, the thing that we saw before Broly, we got 80 motherfucking new characters that we could go find out something about. Right. And I'm like, way to go, guys. You you cracked the code. You figured out a great way to fast track everything and give me a perfectly viable excuse to go off to any of these other universes now. Thank you. Great idea. How do you follow that up? We're canceling the series and we're making a fucking fourth Broly movie. I still want to light shit on fire about that. Turned out better well, than I expected it to, but I'm still kind of pissed. But Dragon Ball has always been so bad about developing their own universe and their own world. You know, the, the world development that we get through My Hero Academia is vastly superior. They oh, yeah. spend time with each character. They give you development for each character. Even for one-off characters, they give you enough backstory that you can feel out what their personality types are, where they're coming from, what their motivations are. Dragon Ball gives us none of that. Dragon Ball just says, hey, here's a new character. He's going to be strong as fuck within like three episodes or three chapters, whatever. And, and he's going to hate dragons. Yeah, he's going to have to fight Goku and or Vegeta or a combination of the two at some point, And the good guys are going to win in the end. See, you just pointed out something that while it's super well known, like My Hero Academia is a much better written series than Dragon Ball could ever hope to be. What I think Dragon Ball succeeds at that My Hero Academia kind of gives up to be able to do that with, like the full fullness of a character's backstory and the art from the fucking beginning to the very end. What Dragon Ball does, and I've always kind of admired, and I've I talked about it fairly recently. I can't think of with who, but they do a good job of of, of like setting up the rules. This is Dragon Ball. I mean, they're like, you know. This is kind of how, you know, our power works. This is like how the power scaling roughly works. This is how certain techniques work, blah, 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 blah. And like your brain just kind of starts to fill in the rest based off of the loose rules that they give you. Mind you, these rules can change at any point in time, given the whim of the author or whatever he needs to write himself out of in terms of a corner. But they kind of allow the people to do their own thing with them. They kind of bring up their own like... I don't know. They can kind of put their own spin or thoughts or, or, or like conspiracy theory level shit based off of very minimal breadcrumbs that they give you in Dragon Ball. Whether or not it's set up like that by design, I could never tell you. But I think that it's helped Dragon Ball become, I, I don't know, it's it's tough to say because they started in two completely different eras of time and the world and, and technology and everything. But 
with my hero academia, like you are given everything and it is emotionally resonant and satisfying for me. I cry every fucking week, of course, but with dragon ball, it's like they leave it open-ended again. I can't tell you if it's on purpose or not, but they leave it open-ended enough where it's fun for you to play with the idea of it as a fan in your head. Like that's basically the fucking entire idea of this goddamn podcast is like they've given us some hints oh boy let's fucking talk about it and drink some beers and have fun that's what dragon balls always succeeded at for better or for worse like i think it's definitely helped make it a larger more conversationally relevant kind of um anime it's continued to be that because they don't give you everything i don't think it's on purpose but he's a fucking idiot savant he me and toriyama but i also think about we also have to keep that in mind as we think about the series as as a whole. So as we as we think about what's going forward, we have to remember that sometimes plot threads don't always get picked up. So they they will drop something really quick, and and what we think and what we put in our head canon may not always come to the page or come to the screen. So uh, you know, as we sit here and think about it, just let's remember that not all the things that they drop always come to. So it's it's tough because I want it to be that way, but it isn't always that way. My favorite example of my own personal headcanon that I was so utterly convinced of: Kefla being a permanent fusion. I'm still mad they didn't fucking take that opportunity. They could have they could have appeased so many people with that one decision. Everybody who was upset about them retconning the Patara earrings and the Goku Black arc, they would have been immediately satisfied. Like, oh, Universe 6 Patara earrings, that's how they work. Boom. You'd have been like, oh, shit, they just mixed up whatever universe they were in. Duh. Easy, easy fucking rewrite. And then you get rid of not one, but two kind of annoying characters. Cauliflower and Kale are kind of fucking annoying. Not super well written, but when they, but like the, what makes those two characters interesting is the relationship that they have and the support they have uh, um, for each other. You, you put them separate. It's just like, please shut the fuck up. You're crying too much and you're talking too much shit. They do a fucking fusion though, and they're one cool, badass character. That's one thing I'm never going to give up my head can, and they fucked that one up. Um, I forgot exactly what the question was at the beginning of this entire rant. Um, Leonard, how you doing over there, buddy? Reese, how you doing? Yeah, good. The good thing, the other thing I will say about My Hero is they do age their characters and they show the developments of everyone. Something that they don't do in Dragon Ball. The only characters that have aged is Goku and Piccolo, really. You know why they do that, too? Because it's a real world thing. People age. (laughs) I mean, yes. People get older, they grow up. (laughs) Horikoshi grew up a Dragon Ball fan. Mm-hmm. He's straight up gone on the record and said the inspiration for All Might is Goku. It's not Superman. It's Goku, weirdly enough. If you need to hear more about that, Goku versus All Might versus Superman, whatever the Superman. fuck we titled that one. Um, Horikoshi is a mangaka who grew up a fan of Dragon Ball. He's not that much older than we are. He's like in his mid-30s or something. Um, he was able to you know, figure out what works about a thing like Dragon Ball and then be like, here are also the things that bother me about Dragon Ball. Why are Goten and Trunks perpetually fucking seven? Like, and then, you know, when they do flashbacks, I know that we've been talking a lot about flashbacks on Super Dope Plus Ultra and how that can be a little overbearing sometimes. And Reese, I know <laughs> you made your opinions felt uh, 
Uh, you've made them known about how it's annoying that they keep rehashing the same shit each week. But I mean, that's just kind of the production. That's not really a Horikoshi thing. That's just like, this is how the production schedule of animes work. But he can take those other things that kind of bothered him about the storytelling of a guy like Toriyama or whoever else he was inspired by and be like, I'm going to improve it. I'm going to go over to, um, you know, the Western side of the world and see how they treat their comic book characters and kind of give these guys more of a um, full, more encompassing, you know, more satisfying arc. Um, Leonard, how do you feel about the idea of this movie? Well, well, what what do you think this movie will be, man? Where do you think it'll fall in the timeline? Uh, so this kind of, comp- this is kind of like four ideas. Uh Oh, so, uh, okay. one's a me- very meme so I'll just get it out of the way. They make a Raleigh more canon. She's going to be the savior of the hope. Akira Toriyama needs to put a Raleigh in a movie fighting besides Goku, and they turns into a mech Goku Dragon Ball series. <laughs> I hate I hate to push your bubble, bro, but she has been in a Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> oh, I, I'm aware. But <laughs> she hasn't been in one in a very long time. That's true, but she was in episode, what was it, 69 or 70 of Super? Yeah. yeah. 69. I think it's 60, 69 and 70 are the baseball episode and the Arale episode, like back to back. And those are arguably two of the greatest episodes of the 131. Um, all right. So your meme, your meme joke is Arale. I hope probably not, but what, what's two of four? Um, so two of four. I, I know you probably like this a bit more, Kyle. Cooler. I do have a big fucking cooler poster on my wall back there, don't I? Yes. That's an original uh, movie why, print, too. Woo. Yeah. The reason why I want Cooler into it is because they don't necessarily have to make him Freeze's brother. Since we already got confirmation that there is a, there is a Freezer race, I think it was Universe, Universe 6, six with right? Frost, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they could make it that, like... Because since they said, like, it's a Frieza type of clan... Frieza race clan, whatever it is. Yeah, I still um, don't think that we have a definitive name on the race, which is fucking annoying to me. But exactly, we could we could see a cooler. We could see cooler coming back more into the picture, and that like maybe if it is like something where universe six and seven's universes are on like the the verge of destruction, where it's like it's a huge problem where. Um, not even Zeno, like Zeno doesn't want to interfere at all. Um, the Grand Priest doesn't want to get uh, inter, uh, intertwined with it. And it's like the gods of destruction needs uh, don't want to deal with it either. So they're like, okay, we're going to send our strongest warriors and have them fight. I mean, it kind of does then, fall in line with the whole the angels and the gods can't really interfere with things. Interfere with things thing. So potentially uh what what do you got for three three um this is a a favorite kind of so there's a reason behind it so just to explain um dragon ball has made a good attempt at trying to do other world tournaments things like that and some of them good some of them okay to give an example of one uh the fusion movie where they first shown Gogeta. Or the, um, the Bojack movie. Um, yeah. And they had the more. other world tournament, like in that weird arc between basically parallels that Go, Gohan's going to high school. 
I wish that was a fucking canon thing, but that's all anime exclusive. Um, do you think we're going to see a world tournament movie would be fun? I mean, so long as it's with but the four of the universes that we didn't see before. So here's the thing. Going on to what I said, there is a specific character that I think they could have done a lot better. And I hope that if this movie is about this specific character, I would want them to do it correctly. And that is PyCon. Damn, Leonard, you are swinging with the fences with this wild The shit. reason why, the only reason why is because recently, at, at least in like, now, of course, this is not a confirmed type of thing because uh, we're just guys talking about freaking show that's been going on for like what 30 plus years so i would like to say that they bring pycon back in a very special way where they've been doing it because they've they've been doing it in the gotcha games believe it or not they've been like bringing them back in more and i feel like in a sense they could bring an interesting twist with how the way that they made um granola in a sense made like his mom like how his up. story is like how he's grown up and lived life and now he has this major boner hate boner for frieza oh so. all right so the fourth idea is the granola idea pycon and granola are in no way related eh, kind of oh it, it's like that. a really weird theory that it just came to my mind and now like i'm realizing it's probably never gonna happen but that's when okay. it's definitely smoking weed too i, I love Leonard. he just lives in this in this wild conspiracy filled or <laughs> <laughs> as far out in left field as you could possibly be with some of your theories and i love it exactly I, I try my best i try my best to stay weird um but the last one that is, I'd say it's a pretty good fan favorite, and I think that everyone would definitely like to see, because since they've announced Granola, and yes, Granola is pretty much this character, but not really, and that would be Tapion. Because Tapion is a pretty good fan favorite that a lot of people do like. That's my favorite movie, man. I mean, I realize I have the too. You think I I would be hard pressed to uh, to to think of somehow Tapion being a relevant player in this movie and then because if you bring him in, you have to bring the in Rise of Trunks. The Rise, the rise of, of Trunks. Oh, he's gonna grow from eight years old to nine years old, and maybe no, that's course. when he starts becoming a badass. And nah. he stops being kid trunks and starts being no, badass. I'm sorry that this version of trucks that we're currently stuck with, he's destined or doomed, depending on how you want to look at it, to fucking run Capsule Corp and wear khaki shorts for the rest of his life with a blue bandana around his neck. Sorry, man. I wish though. Uh Leonard, you got some wild shit out there, but 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 I have a little bit more with that. Oh, so okay. since you said Harugadarn is, or however you say his name, Haruga give a damn, um, that it could be that years before, like I'd say even maybe dating it back to almost a time where um, I think it was the Supreme Kai who Boo absorbed. Um, like during that time that Tapion was alive and he defeated Harugadarn, but then realized that there's some type of evil bringing him back. And so that Tapion, in a sense, is an older man who's been laying low for many, 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 many thousands of years. 
So this is like uh, if he never got sealed away in a music box with one half of a giant monster stuffed inside his butt? Exactly. Chest? Yes. Hmm. I mean, in a, re- a reimagining of that character, I would not be opposed to. I think the way in which you laid it out is a little dodgy, but we can workshop it. We can work it into a skit if you want. I don't give a shit. Yes. So I guess that, I don't know, man, you just threw out four different movie theories. My, my final question to kind of wrap up this conversation this week is um, the it's, it's an unexpected character playing a major role. That's based off of the further clarification that Herms gave us on Twitter, as opposed to um, the, the, the more vague translation was just like an unexpected character, you know, plays or makes a return or something like that. So a lot of people initially thought what canon Dragon Ball, or excuse me, what non-canon Dragon Ball character. So like a Tapion or a Cooler or a Lord Slug or a Dr. Wheeler or like any of those movie DBZ characters from back then, which ones of those could they recon or consider to, you know, rework and bring into the canon? Well, having that um, further clarification though, I just, I, I actually have my own little weird theory. Uh, Reese, what do you got, baby? Well, just going back on what we want to see in a movie, um, I reckon it could be something like it could be a cooler movie um, where we find out more about the whole freezer race, like a movie about the freezer race. Goku and Vegeta somehow end up there because this dude's just fucking wild, taking over everything. Um and then gets his ass kicked. Then we move over to this granola arc and Freezer knows about fusion, goes and finds his friend from or brother or whatever from that same race. They can do their fusion versus Gogeta sort of thing or Vegito, whoever you want to pick. That can play into the granola arc. Or we could go, like we were saying before, with a tournament. It could be like a Thor Ragnarok in space, we get all the different universes, um, like we get Jiren back, we get Hit back and everyone, all our favourite characters from T.O.P. versing, yeah, those other four uh, universes that weren't in it. That could be the way that they go. And then right at the end when they're locking, say, so let's just say 7-3 there as well, they're locking him back in his cell, boom, there's Morrow in the corner. Hmm. The galactic prison. Then we lead into the Morrow arc. Uh, so you're thinking it could take place between Broly and Moro. Yeah. I, I think that's a pretty good pick. Like if you wanted to like give yourself as much story ramp up in terms of, you know, stuff to be able to translate back to a cartoon fucking at some point in the next couple of years, that'd be the smartest play. This is a movie that takes place after Broly before what you're seeing in the manga. Cause you don't really see, you don't see Broly at all in the manga. I think that they do. There, There's a, there's a manga version of the movie that, that was like releases like promotional stuff in Japan only. I think in the chapter in which it changes over from the TOP to the Galactic Prisoner arc, I think they make reference of it in like one opening panel. I could be wrong. I have to go back and check it now. Fuck. Um, but it would be smart if they put it in between those two and they have like another additional story to tell. Because so, you can use Cooler later on or whoever you want to use later on, or even like I said, you could have like 
at the end of the scene or the end of the movie or whatever, if they did have a big tournament, they're locking someone. It could be any character, a character we'll never see in the manga. They're throwing him in a cell and then Morrow just asks him a question and it as just a little exchange. And then you've got Morrow all of a sudden in the in the anime or whatever. So I guess one thing that I would cameo. Yeah, I mean, just that, like like a like the equivalent of like a Marvel post credit scene. Like, yeah, you get halfway through the credits, and then you fucking all of a sudden you're back in the galactic prison for some reason. This main movie villain that we just defeated is in galactic prison or jail, taken by our good friend Jocko. Maybe Miris is taking him in and bringing him into the cell, and then like the cell right next to him is Moro or something. Um, I wish Dragon Ball would do something that inspired ever in my goddamn lifetime. I don't know if it'll ever happen. But I do think it could be a tournament because, like, Mortal Kombat's out, space, they, they love doing tournaments. It'd be cool to see some sort of fatality. Lots of bouts, as they said in the thing. Explosive bouts. I did watch Mortal Kombat again last night. Still fun. If you guys took that movie super seriously and walked into it being like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time, you're an idiot. And uh, lighten up. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going cool. to be doing a more in-depth review of that in the not-so-distant future, potentially with a special guest whose name I shall withhold for the moment in case he decides he does not want anything to do with Dragon Ball Super Dope, which is always a very real possibility. Um, so in terms of an unexpected character, YouTuber. right? Actually, Reese, you said it earlier. I thought a lot of people thought Kula would be a perfect person to bring in for this next movie because not only have we seen way too much fucking Frieza in the last four out of five arcs or something like that, he would. I thought that he's somebody who's since been referenced in one of these movies. I thought that they referenced him during Dragon Ball Super Broly. You're saying they're not, they haven't. They don't mention anything about him in there. No, they mention Cold. They don't mention Kula. They mention King Cole, but not Kula. Yep. Got it. Because they ask, oh, do you want to bring back your dad as well? And yeah. The rest of the freaks and force or something. He goes, nah, we won't wish him back just yet. Yeah, fuck my dad. He's a dick. So the other person that I know has been confirmed in this new canon that. If they do bring him in for this movie, I'm actually going to be a little aggravated is Vegeta's stupid little brother, Tarbol. Referenced by Bulma in the beginning of Battle of the Gods uh, during her birthday party sequence. And uh, that was like a huge, that was a huge thing. We're like, oh shit, Yo Son Goku and his friends, that TV special from I think 2008 or 2007 that's real canon. Okay, we we might we know that Vegeta really has a brother out there, and it could be Tarble who could be that unexpected character showing up. I'm gonna say fuck all of that. I'm gonna ask each of you individually after I say this thing if your uh, you know wants or opinions on uh, who this character could be has changed at all. But I think it could be one of two characters who play a significant role in this next movie. If that were the case. It would have to be, I mean, I guess it would matter if they did it post Granola or if they did it post Broly. It would probably make more sense if they did it post Granola. Although who knows how long this Granola arc could last. Where we're at right now, I'd say we're about the one way, one third mark probably through this arc for Granola. 
and this arc has been going on for four months or so. Like we could be like well into 2022 by the time the granola arc wraps up and this movie could be positioned to take place after that. It's all a long way for me to get to say, I, I, I don't know if it'll be a character like we've been discussing, like from an old movie or something. Um, I think an unexpected character could take a major role. could be one of two people. The more obvious one that I've seen thrown out there is Oob, because we all know it's fucking time to move beyond this point in the timeline and get to the end of Dragon Ball Z. Yes, that, sir. That also would be a perfect excuse. Oh, my God. Imagine that if they fucking took the opportunity for the 21st movie to redo the end of Z and we get the fucking tournament and that, de- I mean, basically, oh man, how would you wrap that up though? It's really kind of he's still a kid though, isn't he? In the manga, he's still a little kid. He's still so a he's kid. got another 30 oh. years before he'll age three years. We saw the <laughs> we saw the Daikaioshin go talk with him though. Like he's not like a little baby. Like he's almost at around that age where Goku eventually meets him at the tournament and says, Hey kid, it's time to go train you. Let's go. I don't know how you end that movie. It's like, do you really just end the movie with Goku and Oob flying off together? Or do we see the conclusion of the tournament and see them start to do their training thing? Like, I would love that. But I I could see Oob being that unexpected character to play a major role because Maybe maybe I'm hoping that more than thinking that it's it's fucking time. Um, the other character which I've seen nobody recommend at all, and and how they should could have an unexpectedly major role in this movie is the person who was not in Dragon Ball Super Broly for one but fucking second. His name is Son Gohan, and it was Son Gohan Day yesterday. I could see Gohan being the person to play a larger role in this movie because any role that he would have in this movie would automatically be an upgrade over the last movie because uh, he wasn't in the fucking last movie and it was like a notable glaring omission to me like i don't know i don't know how you do a broly movie and not have gohan at all in it but he's got hey, a lot. Got one second uh, basically everybody. I haven't watched the Broly movie in a minute, but like I think pretty much every maybe Tien Shinhan's not in there. I'm pretty sure you see Yamcha for a second. You see Krillin. You see Roshi. Uh, no, you only see Krillin when he gets blown up in Freezer's memory. That's the only scene that Krillin's in. That was the only way that he could squeak a cameo into the fucking movie was if he got blown up. Yeah, Gohan, Roshi, Tien, Chiatsu, Yamcha weren't in the Broly movie whatsoever. Krillin gained those royalties. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, Krillin in the first Broly movie doing his karaoke and shit. That's like one of my favorite Dragon Ball movie scenes of all time. Everyone's just like drunk cheering him on and shit. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to grow up and be Krillin one day. Look at me now. The unexpected character could be the final with a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's a callback to our last manga discussion. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. I'm teased mercilessly for being the farmer with a shotgun. That's because you oh, are. I'm going to put it up on the Roshi stash. Even though I'm not much of a farmer and don't have a shotgun. Or a pickup truck. Um, so yeah. those, those are my picks from my two unexpected characters. I think it'll be characters that we've seen fairly recently, but they haven't done fuck all with. That's a, a term I picked up from Reese. Fuck all. Although I've since learning that term, I've, I've learned that fuck all is much more common than I 
initially thought it was, but I've since adopted it as my own and I've dubbed it Australian, mate. So those are my two picks for unexpected characters. Reese, now that I've said the Gohan and Oob thing, does that make you kind of change your stance or thought process on Kula or any other non-canon becoming canon characters? I still think Kula. I think Kula will be the person that will end up coming in because it could fit in in so many ways. Um, could be King Cold. I think, yo, imagine if like Kula gets the Dragon Balls and wishes back King Cold, and King Cold's like, yo, Frieza, what are you, a dickhead? I heard that you had the ability to wish me back with these. You didn't do it. Your fucking asshole older brother did it. That would be a very – I would actually be fine with that if they did that. Or the other person I was thinking, because a lot of people want him back as well, and you could bring him back saying that he's been fighting in other worlds and all of that sort of shit is Cell. And there could have been one Cell still roaming around this earth, just chilling on the down low, observing. Yeah, like they that's, what I've, that's what a lot of people. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Cell again. It was a good character, which I think would have been. He, he could be even better than what Freezer ever became, including Golden Freezer, because let's face it, Freezer is now Team Rocket blasting off again. Yeah, man. He just gets his ass what for some comedic relief and then gets the fuck out of here. Um, honestly, man, Cell would serve way better in that Freezer role that they currently have going on where he's like, I guess still a villain, but like he's kind of the anti-hero who works with them sometimes, like if he has to, to preserve his own self-interest. But Cell, if you think back to a lot of his own motivations, it was basically the same motivations that Goku's had for the last 35 years. Like, yeah, I know I'm putting everyone in danger and I don't really care. I just want to see how strong I am. Like, I'm just trying to become better at what I do. Well, he'd be seeing how strong Goku's coming from other world. He knows Goku would be training still. Of course. Yeah, he would be watching him from that big crystal ball in hell. It's got fucking great reception. But yeah, I don't know. I still think Cool is probably the strongest candidate for everything. Um, and could fit in really well. And would probably fit in well between the Broly to the um, Morrow arc, even if he locks Cooler up in Galactic Prison at the end of it. I don't know. I feel like anything I see, I'm going to be fucking fine with because I just want to see a new Dragon Ball movie. But they would be taking on some, I feel like some risk because, if they were to do that. Because Jarko is always on Earth anyway. So he would just arrest him and take him straight to Galactic Prison. Sorry, do you think that there's a reality in which Jocko arrests Kula? <laughs> oh, well, Kula would be knocked the fuck out. He'd be given a few cents of being first and then get knocked out. Uh, Leonard, now that I've said the Gohan and Oob thing, you have any thoughts on uh, potential unexpected characters that you weren't considering before playing a major role? Uh, definitely one that I've been wanting for a very long time, and actually this is because of Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I did like how they... There was one thing I did like about Bridged when it came to Was it to Ghost story. Nappa? Well, yes, obviously Nappa. But, um, there was, uh, I like the fact that they included more story into Dragon Ball as well. Uh, there's one specific scene where they talk about 16 being... Uh, Dr. Jero's son, but um, definitely one thing I would like to see more of, if possible, would be 17 and 18. Um, because we we don't really know much about what they were. I mean, for all we know, we just know that they were like two teenagers that were going to school and whatever, and they were twins. That's it. We don't know anything like their story beforehand. 
true. We just barely know their name, Lapras and Azuli or whatever. I can't even fucking say it right. So um I would love to see a little bit more on the background of those two. I don't think Dr. Giroux would be a bad character to bring back either. Like he's a character who has been around Dragon Ball since the beginning. Even though you don't see him in the beginning, there's actually a completely different scientist for the Red Ribbon Army in the first Dragon Ball. Um, you know, he's like the guy in the background building the big technical shit. You gonna tell me that dude didn't come up with a contingency plan to keep his brain alive for the rest of fucking eternity? I bet you he did. Um 17's not a bad pick as like one of those unexpected characters to play a major role because MVP. He was the MVP of the Tournament of Power. We haven't really seen or heard from him since. Oh, that's not true. He showed up to help fight um tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not true then. Maybe it won't be 17. They have some good oh, yeah. act. The two of them have some dope action scenes against Moro, too, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Baby, maybe. Um, I feel like that would be a little. I don't know, man. The way that reads, I feel like it's a character that we already know, but w- like it could be like a movie like where Krillin is one of the main guys. Like that's literally what that quote could mean. And it's like could mean Grandpa Gohan's coming back. I would fucking pay all the money in the world. That would be fucking sick to see Grandpa Gohan and Goku fucking go off on one adventure in the afterworld. Your life for a day or something. Like I'd cry the whole time. I don't think that's it. Um, Marcus, now that I've said the Gohan and Oob thing, what do you got, baby? Has it changed you or swayed you at all? No, I've I've been pretty consistent with thinking that it's going to be somebody. I, I don't think it's going to be a villain. Um, I think the the movies have been pretty focal on focused on the the main characters of the show. So in Resurrection of F, you you were really in Goku and Vegeta's story and how that pertained with with Frieza. And Broly was the same way. Goku, Vegeta, and, and Broly, and the same um, uh, race itself. And uh, I, I think that this movie is going to be something probably a little more family oriented. Um, so as you talk about Gohan potentially being the star of this movie, um, I think it's going to be something similar to, to that. That's where my head was going the entire time. And he also, when when we're in the Tournament of Power arc, um, you you have Gohan talking about he's going to train and, and surpass his dad in his own way. Do we see Gohan take on some other transformation maybe some other form does he go and train with the kais again does you know what do we get something new for gohan coming forward we're getting a lot of new with goku and vegeta right now do we get something new for gohan i mean that would be a nice way to be able to add him back to that cast like we talk about it all the time it's been the goku and vegeta show for so long it makes sense for them to want to bring in Broly. It makes sense for them to want to keep Frieza around on a regular basis because he can hang with them in terms of power. If they could figure out a way to get Gohan up on that scale, which I guess the Tournament of Power sort of did, but like not fucking really, especially after Mastered Ultra Instinct and all that. Like, not really. Gohan needs some sort of his own path. Like, they've done such a nice job with the differentiation between Goku and Vegeta and this past arc. If Gohan, it's kind of tough to like try to figure out or like map out where that could go because 
Goku's going the path of an angel, you know, we'll say for, for sake of simplicity in this argument. And Vegeta's going the path of a god of destruction. What what path does Gohan go? The path of a fucking scholar that can whoop some ass, you know, throw hands oh, at the weekend? He, he goes the path of the Kais. So he's already been, been, you know, his power has been awakened underneath of Grand Kai, right? Or Elder Kai, I guess. So in the, the most prominent characters throughout that, that tournament of power were the angels, the gods of destruction, and the Kais. So you had all three of those represented very heavily throughout the tournament of power. And, you know, maybe that is, is how this is playing out. The Goku, Vegeta, and Gohan are parallels of those three, uh, I guess, positions of power within the hierarchy of the universe. Um, but I also think that, that we could be shifting away and we could be overstating the importance of this of this central figure that they've talked about. And it might just be somebody that's central to a plot, uh, like a Dende or a peel uh, off or somebody fucking stupid like that. Or Demon yeah. King Piccolo. Demon King Piccolo is long gone. I know it's Piccolo day. Is that why you said that? Yes. Maybe okay. there's Ooh. something that has to do with Piccolo. Cause remember there are different races of the Namekians or different clans of the Namekians. I would love if they did something Piccolo centric. I just don't think that they will. Unfortunately, I think this whole uh, what the fuck's the new Kamaito, Makaito, dickhead? What's the new fucking Manito? Manito. Manito thank you, uh, Manito. I feel like he's about as close to a story that we could get for Piccolo or Kami except they don't have to use Piccolo or Kami because they're kind of useless at this point. Like this guy serves his own little purpose right now. I, I wish we got more on the Mechians, but I, I, I don't think we will. Hope that's not yeah. racist. I don't want to get too caught up in thinking who this next potential central figure is going to be because I, we all know the central figure is going to be Goku and secondarily Vegeta. Yeah, the way that the way that you just said that though, it, it's it's exactly and it, it definitely bears uh, emphasis is that unexpected character plays a major role in the central plot. That could just mean like Pilaf got the Dragon Balls at the beginning of the movie, and because he made his wish to, you know, whatever, make himself older again, I guess would probably be what he'd look to do. It sets off this chain of events, and that could legitimately be what that comment is. It would be supremely disappointing if that's how that played out. Ah, uh, welcome to being a Dragon Ball fan. Akira Toriyama does not like us. There you go. Um. All right. So I guess there's just one more thing that I want to get out on my wish list that I know will never happen in a million trillion fucking years. But goddamn, do I wish it would? The two characters, if I could pick any characters to come back. I guess number two, instead of, you know, I'll do them in re reverse ranking order. Number two would be Nappa. Nappa is a fucking criminally underutilized character, so much to the point that they are happy to bring him back in flashbacks all the time. I would love to see the dynamic between him and Vegeta in the current day. You get a little bit of a glimpse of it in GT when he comes out of the Hell Portal in the Super 17 saga, and they have the coolest fucking showdown. Nappa just destroys a city with his two fingers and it just becomes a crater and Vegeta watches him do it and he's like, what the fuck, man? Do I gotta kill you again? And then he kills him again. 
Ooh, that was so cool, but it was so short-lived. I, you could do a million things with the character Nappa because he apparently was such an important central figure in Saiyan culture. Super Saiyan Nappa. Yeah, let's give him a fucking blonde mustache. I don't give a shit. I'm totally blonde. into that. The other character that I wish more so to bring back the Nappa, and it's definitely for all the same reasons that I just stated, Raditz. Raditz is dead within the first four episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and he's Goku's one and only fucking brother. What the fuck? Way to waste a character, A.T. That's short for Akira Toriyama. I can call him that because he tells me things about the future of Dragon Ball plots and shit in my email. He, yeah, he, he leaks. Uh, calls you personally. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like a back phone set up? Does he ring you on your red telephone? You've got a landline set up. No, in your house? it's it's a burner. I have a landline. I, he won't call it anymore. It's a burner phone. He makes me change it out once a month because he's very protective of his security and all that. Wants to make sure people can't trace it back. They they don't want to know that the leaks are coming from inside the Dragon Ball room. Hmm. I uh. Uh, I, I've done a good enough job dancing around that whole situation tonight, I think, without saying any specific names. It's just... <laughs> I, I think I would love to see Nappa and Raditz, the, the Saiyans. This has turned into the Saiyans show, right? The, everything is revolving around their culture, their livelihoods, how they grow up, their pride, their... You know, Vegeta being a central uh, character, being royalty of that race as well as goku being the a savior almost of that race um i think having nappa and raditz come back in some form would be infinitely fascinating but but i unfortunately think that they have written those two off forever i don't think that that's ever going to play out again yeah but what i was going to keep up pal was I mean, if you can, like, write away a reason for Frieza to come back from the dead after 20 fucking years and be like, oh, my God, he got so fast, so he got so strong so fast, they could probably figure something out for Raditz and Nappa if they wanted because they've been secretly trained yeah, in was... Hell Dimension for Warriors for the last 25 years. Boom, I figured it out. Then you could bring in, like, the Demon Realm and King Dabura and all that bullshit that he's from, that whole culture, but, like, Raditz and fucking Nappa pop up with some big old M's on their head, and I'm like, ooh, it's going down. And so... And so, because he's in another world as well. There you go. He's the third fucking Majin warrior. I don't give a shit. We'll invite Zelda to this party too. The third horseman. Yeah, third horseman of the fucking apocalypse. Who's the fourth then? Janimba. Mm. I saw people toss out Janimba as that non-canon becoming canon character, but like Janimba is a fucking it, 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 that's a fun movie. It's a visually it's a visually based movie. Janimba is a fucking shitty nothing character who's a big fucking fat gold stupid adorable thing gets beat up a bunch and then he's a badass purple and red demon. That's the entirety of Janimba's character at the end. Yeah, and he's a little too niche. You know, the, I, I don't know if we're going to really seek out that kind of, uh, especially with Morrow coming, you know, but it eventually that's going to end up on TV. Right? Uh, Imagine if they go the route of just adapting these manga arcs for movies, that would fucking drive me bananas. If they do that, uh, it'll be a five hour long movie then. No, it won't. They'll just cut out a fucking huge chunk of the, of the arc from the comic book and not think twice about it. 
easy. I would be so mad if these movies were the future of Dragon Ball, if that's what we're going to do. Uh, if, if we decide, it were, well, not we, but if, if uh, uh, Toei and Shueisha, if they just decided that we're going to do movies going forward because they're such money makers, instead of spending all the time and resources and effort on creating a weekly show, I'm going to be so disappointed. So I think I forget the exact numbers, but I think the budget, I, I know the, the budget for Battle of Gods was like 10 million yen or something like the equivalent of 10 million US dollars. It was fronted by the Japanese government to Toei because they said, hey, if you make a new Dragon Ball movie, that's going to be amazing for our economy. Here's the money to go do it. And they made whatever, like $120 million or something like six times the fucking money back or seven times the money back. And it was a pretty good model for them to be able to do that. Fukatsu no F, the same idea. They were going to do exactly that. And then I think Fukatsu no F came out in May. It comes out a couple of weeks later. They're like, hey, we're bringing back a TV series too. It's like, whoa, what? The cost of a TV series must be infinitely more, keeping it going week to week to week to week, as opposed to just bringing in everyone on a fixed time schedule, a fixed budget. Um, a fixed amount of time that you have to fill on a movie theater screen as opposed to 22 minutes every single week. It's a real possibility that they just continue on with movies. But I do have it on really good authority that they actually started production on the anime back in 2019 through one of my licensing friends in the European part of the, uh, the European part of Toei. So the the anime's coming and they probably have like 60 episodes of it animated already. So be on the lookout. Did you hear that on that phone? Yeah, I heard it a lot on my fucking bat phone called YouTube. That, that back in uh, 2019, it was. I heard about it in March, March of 2019, about six weeks before Kamehameha. Weirdly enough. <laughs> what was it in July? Or was it Goku Day after that, or was it Jump Festa? No. Oh, you were five years later. Six weeks before, six weeks before Kamehameha. That was the holiday. It was the we got to sell tickets holiday. <laughs> Because we just <laughs> fucked up and still invited Vic McNagna for some reason. Oh my god, I'm way too invested in this goddamn community. I can't believe this podcast is coming up on 300 goddamn episodes already in fucking four years soon. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? I got a problem. What the hell is wrong with me? Yeah, right. You've been listening the whole time. You fucking dope. How does this happen? How do I just decide that, you know what, I'm going to listen to your dumbass talk for years? The problem is that I guess you've got ex exceptionally low standards. So thank you for that. If it wasn't people like you, I'd never get laid, man. I not saying I'm trying to bang Marcus, but, you know, sometimes I aim for the ladies with lower standards is my point. What are you drinking, Reese? You got a 40, bud? Do they have 40s in Australia? No, you're drinking Captain Morgan pineapple. Jesus. That's heartburn yeah, in a bottle, baby. It's good. It's good talk. Yeah, it's a good time to fuck. What isn't it like one o'clock where you <laughs> get the day oh, off now? So fuck it. It's ten to twelve in the afternoon. Ten Look, to twelve. So it's yeah. eleven fifty a.m. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay, so it's it's earlier than I thought. Great. You can't drink all if you don't start in the morning. That's true, man. You got to get it in before uh, before noon noon dia. Um, all right, 
you guys got any more final crazy last thoughts you want to get on the record about this Goku Day news? Uh, uh, anybody? I don't know. Leonard, do you want to kick it off? You got any final fucking crazy shit you want to share with us? Nope. I ain't got anything else. Me either, man. I'm all crazied out. Reese, you got any final crazy shit to share? Want to get on the record? No, it was just a great Mother's Day to wake up to that. Being one of the being up at like four o'clock in the morning because of the body clock. Wake up to that. Got erected. Told the missus it's going to be a good day. <laughs> in all seriousness, man, when I did see that, that movie, actually happened. <laughs> nice celebrating <laughs> Goku. Celebrating Goku Day the right way. <laughs> Baby, my favorite anime is coming back. Let's fucking bang it out. Um, seriously, the news has made me feel... <laughs> um, Dakari Sanchez, not currently a patron, has been in the past. Uh, he never jumped on any of these calls with us or anything, but he retweeted a thing and tagged me in it today. And uh, it was actually this group of people that I said it to a few weeks back. Um, I, I don't know if it made the public cut or what, but I basically said to you guys how I usually have a thought like once or twice a week where I'm like, yo, just pack this super dope shit up. Like who gives a shit? Dragon Ball's not even a television show anymore. And I said to you guys, like, I know the second I click publish on that episode and it goes out, there's going to be an announcement about the future of Dragon Ball. And I'm going to have to walk all of that bullshit back. Right. <laughs> So that's been ringing through my head and then the news comes in and I'm like, thank God I didn't post that fucking retirement thing for this podcast feed. But Dakari Sanchez fucking tagged me in a post today and it was a retweet of somebody else's thing. But the tweet basically said, you know, the Dragon Ball community, people take dumps on us all the time. Um, you know, because we're a bunch of fucking tryhards and we fight with each other about everything and blah, 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 blah. But Having the news of a new movie coming back, it's it's definitely brought some fucking simpatico amongst the fucking weirdos in the goddamn. Like, we're all just happy to have this shit announced and we know that we've got something to look forward to in the future. We all have something that we can agree on again, right? And that's because the movie hasn't come out yet and it hasn't been, you know, ruined for one half or the other half of that group of people. But basically the tweet was like, even though we've had to go through all this shit of this infighting and no content for the last blah, 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 whatever, we're still here and we're still super passionate and we're still the reason why like Dragon Ball is one of the most profitable fucking like IPs in the goddamn world. And dude tagged me in it and was like, I don't know how you've done this since the show has gone off the air or whatever, but like props to you, dude, you've got more shit to look forward to. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to him for that because uh, I don't know. I don't feel like it's often I think about that a lot, not just recently, but like over the last few years, like what am I fucking doing with this stupid idiot podcast? It helps people weirdly. People like it. People feel some kind of sense of community. It's talked a few people off a ledge, I'm told, which makes me feel like a fucking million bucks when I remember things like that. But those moments of doubt and where I'm just like, yo, you're a fucking idiot. Stop this. That tweet today made me feel a lot better. So Dakari Sanchez, fucking long ass rambling rant dedicated specifically to you, baby. Happy Goku Day to you, baby. Um Marcus, I think I didn't ask you if you had any random shit you wanted to get out before we wrap. 
I, mean, I think I'll just follow up with with saying something similar to what you had just alluded to is that any new Dragon Ball is good Dragon Ball. I don't care what it is. We we can sit and pick things apart all day long, but the fact that we get to sit and pick things apart is what I love the most. So any new Dragon Ball content is what I am here for. It's what the listeners are here for. And I'm just happy that we get to be along for this ride because there was a point in time where I didn't think that was ever going to happen. And, and I don't take it for granted that we actually do get new content now. Um, you know, I went the majority of my life with no new content. And, and I'm not going to let new content be ruined by any kind of speculation or headcanon or whatever it is that we may come up with. I remember the first time I saw, or I remember the first time I heard about the preview from Battle of Gods. Jimmy told me about it like one night at 2.30 in the morning when he got out of work and I was at his house hanging with Mike and his sister or whatever. And he came home and was like, yo, have you seen this new thing? It's on YouTube. I'm like... He fucking, it's a cat with chopsticks and he fucking pokes Piccolo in the neck. That sounds fucking stupid and definitely fan made and made up. I want nothing to do with whatever you're talking about, Jimmy. And then I watched the Battle of Gods trailer and it changed everything. Like, because when I was a kid, you know, Dragon Ball had already fucking since aired. Like, it was new to me, but I knew that it was also all done too. Like, I knew that there was a finish line at some point. And, uh, Battle of the Gods coming back just reignited that spark where you're like, shit, what's going to happen now? They could do anything with this fucking franchise. I don't know. Leonard, you still all right over there, baby? Yes, sir. That's what I like to hear. Do you have any final words for the people on this beautiful Goku day? Thank you for always listening. We appreciate it. Keep watching. Keep sharing. Keep it everywhere. And uh, just know we Dragon Ball is one community. So don't fucking fight each other, you nerds. Yeah, we are one big happy family, even though I did take a good chunk of today's episode taking a dump on one of the more, one of the more popular content creators for all the bullshit that he says and does. Danny, I love you, buddy. I'll talk with you soon, maybe. You know, the door is open for you all the time. I guess I have to leave all of it now, right? <laughs> I invited him as recently as 10 fucking days ago. Want to know what his response was? Cool. Busy getting getting uh, leaks from the top. One one word. Cool. Dick. Doors open. Uh, That's gonna do it for Dragon Ball Super Dope. Make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get to podcasts. If you get the podcasts on the Apple Podcast, give us a five star review, eh? Why don't you write a review? If you write a review, I'll read it. I don't check for reviews very regularly because why would I? Y'all don't fucking leave any. Also, you can go listen to Dragon Ball Super Dope. What's that called? Not Dragon Ball Super Dope. You can listen to Super Dope Plus Ultra. Same thing. Leave a review. Marcus did it. It was a very nice review. I read it on the podcast, but we're trying to uh, get some more reviews so I can read them once a week. Um, check out Leonard on the MPC podcast. Check out Marcus and, and Reese on this podcast once a month. Uh, the leaks should be out within the next week for chapter 73, right? 73? Or is it 72? 72. We should have some kind of leaks and some scans for chapter. I should know, but I I live yeah, in the future. The phone, man. I live know. in the future in the past simultaneously. This Toriyama bat phone don't tell me shit about release dates, man. Um, we should have some scans uh, of the new chapter in the next week or so. Uh, be on the lookout for the Kikuchi episode I did with Napoleon the Legend. Should be up at a certain point this week. Very fun episode. We did picked a lot of good tunes, man. 
um, good times. And uh, yeah, gonna do it. Super dope. Who is gonna be in the movie? Because you know we talked about who was gonna be in the movie, so I made that the the song at the end. Yeah.